I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Smashbox TV's podcast, 478's After Show. What did you go to this Halloween for? What did you what did you dress up as, Terry? So uh, it it did it did not make any postings except for maybe one or two golfers I ran into uh, that have pictures. Uh, otherwise, I didn't publicly post that I was officially the disc golf guy Fieri when I was in Vegas this weekend, mm. and I put a little effort into it. Did and you, did you frost the tips? Gotta, uh, gotta frost the tips. No, I I went. A di- uh, that's the one thing I'll change about the costume when it reemerges. And so this was a trial run. It'll reemerge. I don't know when, but at some point it will. And rather than going with a a silver like hair dye putty type. Well, I mean, product. I think, I think a wig is probably better. <laughs> well, rather than going with silver, which is kind of where his hair color is today, the problem yeah. is that's not synonymous with the Guy Fieri that everyone kind of instantly thinks about. It was definitely the frosted, frosted slash like straight up just like bleach blonde yellow hair Correct. is really is really the guy that everyone knows. However. Uh, a few things that I took away from being in Vegas on Halloween. Well, there's a lot, but uh, a couple of specific did, well, ones. Well, the question is, did you take away any money? Um, no, unfortunately, that was okay. not the case. Um, well, then. Uh, I, I won. I won on the horses uh, playing. Horses. Nah, it's it's just a game that's uh, oh. on Fremont Street. <laughs> so I, I thought you were like well, it was, betting it, on the ponies. No, it 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 is one of I think only two or three. In the country, I looked it up a few years ago when I learned about this game. Um, there's only a couple that exist now that are left in the country, and it's one of the most fun games you could play down uh, at the D down in on Fremont Street. Anyway, I won a few dollars there, but I lost on the blackjack table. Another story. Um, 
Yeah, one of the big takeaways was that I just need to change up the hair color, but I was excited that there wasn't really a second guessing. Nobody came up to me and like guessed the wrong person. Well, no. I think there's, again, knowing me, there's two famous celebrities you could always go as. Yes. Guy Fieri and Mark McGuire. If you want to oh. pick if you want to pick one of two uh, there's a third then oh, that that uh, I've I've been I've been almost mistaken for and and I I wish I wish I had the physique to be more of a Mark McGuire uh which I I never have but well no but you've got the you got the goatee the reddish hair yeah. like that uh you know who's the third Terry Larry the cable guy now, now, is there something? Really? Is there something weird that Larry the Cable Guy, see, Guy Fieri, and the Disc Golf Guy? There, there's there's a, a bunch of guys. Yeah. Um, I I don't see you as yeah. A, I think a flannel, a cutoff flannel. Now, Guy Fieri sometimes goes but, with like a, a a plaid shirt that kind of became sometimes. Sometimes yeah. everyone knows him for like the, the flame the flames. shirt. And, but yeah. then also he was kind of a bowling shirt slash plaid shirt guy for a little while. Mm. And then Larry the Cable Guy. Well, you just take that same plaid shirt, you cut off, you rip off the sleeves. I think you if, put the hat on with the fishing hook and that right there. That's some funny stuff. Yeah, like, but I think I feel like you could do that with almost any person. You put me in a, a flannel cutoff with a with yeah, a, with but like you don't a, have the hat. physique and like I, I don't have the goatee and the physique, but I still think that is like the cutoff flannel and the hat really give it away for almost everybody. Now, not to say that you don't fit the you, you don't fit the <laughs> bill. Unfortunately, I look I like him. Yeah, I, I, I'm with you there. I'm not. I'm not gonna lie, Terry. But I feel if you're really looking, like without the shirt or the hat, I just don't see. Oh, see, I've been. I like, people have said you. You know, you look like Larry the Cable oh, Guy. Like uh, on a plane, I'll never forget. Uh, I was, see, I was I, on a plane, and somebody actually said that to me, and I wasn't wearing a yeah. a, uh, a hat with a fishing hook in it or no. any camouflage just, or, or. I'm not or saying plaid. it's 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 unlikely that someone but i don't see it nearly as much as i do the other two as guy fieri or mark mcguire i think i look a lot more like larry the cable guy than mark mcguire oh, i don't think so i think i think facially <laughs> now, now again not physique facially exactly i have some natural uh physique here that works for me when it comes to fieri or larry the cable guy yeah yeah you look like classic cardinals mark yeah. mcguire yeah that that i do yeah way back in his heyday not cool now, if this means I have to start doing steroids, uh, HGH, my friend, whatever. <laughs> Are we splitting hairs at that point? Are we splitting red hairs at that point for crying out loud? So anyway, it it was pretty well received. And the amount of people like Guy Fieri and there, there were a number of people just straight up strangers. It, it, they'd say that no big deal. But a few people like would st- actually stopped me on Fremont Street and like, dude, that outfit is awesome. That looks great. Like I, I was okay. I was uh, appreciative of the strangers compliments. The other kind of unique thing that I was surprised about, I saw zero other Guy Fieri's like and maybe it's just because the costume is quote unquote the costume now, did you go to, is played out a you, little bit. I was to say you were in Vegas. Did you go to the Guy Fieri restaurant? I walked past it a few nights. That's on the strip yep. uh right next as you're leaving um the link, which is one of my favorite hotels. That's when you leave the link and you're heading over to uh Harrah's. But um I never. ate there I ate there during the um, I've never been to Vegas, I don't know. Yeah, exactly. I ate there during the Las Vegas challenge this year. Meh, not impressed. Like I, the the food was just okay. It was better than the time I had Guy Fieri's in New York in New York City a few years ago. So, well, as everyone kind of says, I don't think you're going to Guy Fieri's for like the fine 
dining cuisine. Like it's, it's. I mean, a, it's a, he's a chef. You should be right. Yeah, but his, him more than say Mark McGuire's steakhouse. No, which is funny. I would completely think it's the other because I don't expect Mark McGuire to be making me steak. <laughs> So you and, assume his is going to be good. So I, I'm assuming he has a, prof- like, not that the other guy doesn't have a professional chef, but I think that the quality, like a steakhouse, I'm expecting a good steak. When I go to Guy Fieri's, I'm expecting, like, American food. I'm expecting a good, like, cheeseburger yeah, with but some fries and he's... Some, some sauce. Like, I don't expect, again, fine dining from well, No, I from wouldn't that. call it fine, but it, it should be good it should in be the fla- sense that it's his. It, well, it should be flavorful. That's what I would expect. More flavorful, because he, you know, I had the chicken uh, when I was of there in you did. in, uh, in Mar- or, uh, February. Meh. Yeah. Anyway, I, so I don't need to. I, I walked past it a couple times this weekend, and of course, I, I chuckled to myself. But so anyway, I, I haven't dressed up in a number of years. I hemmed and hawed about the idea. I almost showed up to the course in in said attire. Uh, and then I, uh, I'll, I don't, I don't want to call it chickening out, but I ultimately didn't, and I, I reserved it for Fremont Street on Saturday night, and uh, in, in I will say it was a success. So now I have all oh, the good. basics, and uh, so I'll spoil it now. That next time, if you ever see me in a costume, then the next attempt will be another Guy Fieri, the disc golf Guy Fieri. It's kind of like I- a Missy Gannon Burr thing you know where the yeah, name you can, just... only, you can only roll with that so much true I mean, true like I at agree. some point you can't do it like two years in a row sure but Three, i'm saying golfers four. have never seen it no go, you're right so yeah. i i did run into a couple right. golfers on the strip uh, and a few pictures were taken but i did a very poor job of otherwise mm-hmm. docu- no, documenting it myself so all right Anyway, that was uh, did did you did you uh, dress up? Barely. Um, I have. Uh, I went with. Don't tell me you were Larry the Cable Guy. <laughs> I was not Larry the Cable Guy. Uh, dark blue jeans, and I have an Ernie from like Burton Ernie sweater, the blue red yellow striped sweater, which is sits in my closet all year long because my daughter loves. This is the second year in a row she wanted to go as Rubber Ducky, and so I just throw on the Ernie sweatshirt and walk around the neighborhood with her. And, you know, it's, and we, we get, we do about maybe three or four blocks, which is about all she really wants to do before Mm. she wants to go home. And she gets herself a little thing of candy. Unlike my son who, you know, him and his buddies, even though they're freshmen, I was trying to think of like, at what age did I stop trick or treating? And it must've been about 15, 15 ish to 16 where I, I stopped trick or treating, but cause he's, he's 14 and him and his buddies all went out and they, they ransacked the neighborhood you know, they they knew they knew the houses from last year that gave out the full size candy bars. Okay, so they they made sure to hit those right away. And uh, but yeah, so I went as Ernie, my daughter went as Rubber Ducky, and my son with his three with two of his buddies. There's an old Monty Python skit about the Spanish Inquisition. You never mm-hmm. expect the Spanish Inquisition, where they're all wearing red. Uh, like frocks almost with a, my son had a big hat. There's one that has an aviator's cap and there's one that just kind of has a, a, a tighter red cap on him. Um, and again, I don't know where he picked it up from. It must've been something my, that my wife introduced him to or something along those lines. Cause it's a Monty Python skit from the, from like the early eighties or late. 70s yeah. I was going to say what age do, do others have to be to get that reference? Oh, I asked him, he said one person got it. One person in the in the entire walking around understood. The, wow! The, Even the so the adults, all the other oh, adults no, in your I, area, I didn't you, get it. I think you have to be like in your sixties, 
probably okay. and understand Monty and and have been a fan of Monty Python. Okay. Because okay. even our age, that was probably ten years before us. Uh, so probably okay. So probably mid fifties. So he said one person got it, and he didn't really care because he thought it was fun. It, him and his two buddies got to dress up as the Spanish Inquisition. Um, yeah, I and, I and knew I wouldn't get it because that I, wasn't my thing. But I also wondered I was, how many yeah, others. No, even I wasn't a big Monty. I, okay. I, I love Monty Python movies from you know Holy Grail, Life of Brian, you know all those things. I I love the movies. I was never into the show, the TV show, really, which is where this came from. Okay. So, well, so Tim that, Tim says he would have gotten Tim would have gotten it. And uh, just to wrap up, yes, as Robert Kuhn says, no one expects the Spanish Inquisition, which is a hundred percent what uh, what it was and they thought it was funny because no one would as they said no one would expect the spanish inquisition yeah and i'm I like mean, you're right what no a clever one, play no yeah. one would have picked no one would have picked you so all right was, uh good. just to, to also fully tie it up it is called uh sigma derby and it says uh if you google it quickly when i was talking about that horse game the this 34 year old game was a staple in most casinos and is a star attraction at the D. Currently, it's the only one remaining in the city. Sigma Derby is a beautifully crafted track game that includes five mechanical horses. All you have to do is bet on the horses that will finish in first and second. And you can play for as little, literally, as a quarter. uh, And they give you different odds. And it's just a lot of fun. I've had a lot of hours spent watching this and it's a very low can be a very low budget uh form of entertainment when you're there so make sure you go check out the sigma game i think i looked it up a few years ago i'll end it there but it, i feel like there's only a few left in the world now after being uh, mm-hmm. such a popular game as it was oh. saying and it can only be found downtown and i guess i, I to follow up the halloween question your daughters they, uh, did they dress up Were no they- uh they uh funny i don't think i saw any pictures I know Kenzie went out. I don't think Allie went out um, to to go. And uh, I don't know if I even really saw pictures of what they were. So it must not have been too... Too extreme. Too extreme. Uh, I I will say that uh, (laughs) Mackenzie, my younger daughter, uh, managed to close down the final night of Six Flags Fright Fest last night. Oh, great. And believe it or not, well, tonight was supposed to be the night on Halloween. They were supposed to be open to like 10 or 11 tonight. It snowed in the uh, in the area, in Wisconsin at least. And so I believe they actually closed Six Flags and it wasn't open today. So I'm glad they did get to go last night. Uh, it was open to like 11 o'clock last night, which is crazy uh, that on a Monday night, that wasn't Halloween yet. It was still open till eleven, but she managed to close it down last night. So uh, Kenzie so, getting full use of that. Okay, so she, that pass. She closed down Six Flags last night at eleven and still went to school this morning. Well, there there was there was some flexibility there that oh. uh, her and some friends some liberties taken. Wow, uh, that's not my. I, I don't make all those parenting choices. No. <laughs> Clearly, <laughs> let's just let's just go there. Let's leave it at that. We'll leave it at that. So. Uh, yes, that was that was all part of the ordeal. Uh, a couple other things I'll quickly make note of. Uh, I was asked, um, spoiler, I guess, uh, assuming it's happening, I was asked uh, today to be on uh, Tour Life podcast tomorrow evening. So if you're what, what? listening live, uh, I think I'm going to be a guest. Well, now, your... now, to be fair, I wasn't. I wasn't. I wasn't reached out to. I was asked by Paul uh today and uh he 
said I would get some Dude. other information that hasn't come. So maybe maybe uh, it's not finalized, but I believe that it is. <laughs> well, Brody's been on our board, so we'll so maybe we'll, he'll we'll confirm. But do, uh, I do there... need to know some times because I actually have to run kids around to volleyball. So if somebody, Brody, if you could let me know, I think it's exactly like a time yeah. frame. Uh, just so I can plan my. Are you just my, going to be on? Do you know if you're just being on as a regular guest? I guess I. Are they looking for an expert on something? No, I. I was just asked like, if I'd be interested in joining, and okay. I blindly said yes to that. So if uh, that's about all that I know as of right now. Okay. Um, <laughs> he well, says you're, Brody says you're good. Okay. Well, uh, yeah. Just give me a rough estimation on the uh, time frame. Uh, again, I have uh, well, twelve to- and fifteen year old kids to uh, to. Offer up rides to, and that's the only reason why I asked. So it's probably around eight thirty Eastern, so seven thirty Central ish. Okay, all right. One way or another, I'll make it all work. Not a problem. Anyway, so uh, that will happen. And uh, a follow up that's unrelated is last week I teased out that there'd be possibly a big special uh, conversation slash announcement tonight that's pushback. Um, so next week we're going to have a uh, a pretty exciting. Special announcement uh, that will be able to be discussed, but uh, with some things going on and everything else, we're going to push it back. Mm. So next week, you're just going to have to tune in. I guess that's all I can oh, say to it. Big announcement. Hmm. Special yeah. announcement. Special, big. Bigger for some than others. Uh, it, it's it's more satisfying for me and a few others than, I don't know. I guess it's exciting. but And Johnny doesn't even know what it is. I don't know. I'll ask him after the after And Yuli uh, wanted to know what it was, too. I said, uh, you're, you're not going to find out because it doesn't get released till next week. So you, you nobody's going to find out. The, <laughs> there won't be any breaking news uh, tomorrow night on it either. I'll just, again, tease, every, tease everybody. So there you have it. Um, I'm trying to think. I'm trying to think of, of, of outside of play. Uh, as I said, in the regular show. Excited to be in Vegas for the beach here this weekend. That went really well. Congrats to the staff and the crew and everyone, the club, everyone that was able to pull it off. We saw a new tournament director. Uh, Sam had taken over. We've seen a couple different tournament directors are keeping uh, the blood fresh. Um, some other notes that I, I uh, l- let's just say this because I, I, I don't know what I should or shouldn't share. So I'll kind <laughs> of say uh, the, I, here's what I can say for sure. The Las Vegas Challenge has requested two potential dates for next year. And we all know that alternate dates. one alternate date and then possibly keeping their, oh, uh, their okay. original date. So that's what I can share is they have requested an alternate date that is a few months later, obviously, than, than their uh, originally slotted February time frame. So um, I, I don't know when that gets officially decided. It might be as early as tomorrow. I think PDGA is trying to lock in all the A-tiers. And I, I, it's not, I, I don't feel like it's my, I didn't ask explicitly to share the alternate date that they requested, but they have put in an alternate date that is later than the February 24th-ish weekend. And I think we'd probably find out here really soon as to if that will be uh, granted or not. But that is something that's pretty exciting. And I know there's just been a lot of conversation and hubbub for lack of excuse me, of a better term, when people were talking about what the schedule is going to look like for next year. Obviously, the Pro Tour with the All-Stars and then the first event of the year all starting out in Florida. And then would Vegas continue? What they did confirm, though, from the club and and others, Mm -hmm. big-time sponsors, 
Innova, yeah. obviously a huge sponsor, but other big time sponsors are on board. Wild Horse, you know, th- three or four days, whatever the case is, uh, looking for additional media coverage. Like they still want to go all out, and I think they're going to treat it just as if it were as big or bigger than ever, any other time. It's their 25th anniversary. And they want it to be, you know, as big and special as possible. So that's what I can relay for now. And maybe I think maybe even as early as tomorrow, I think the PDGA might be talking eight tier schedules. I'll follow that up and say. Maybe we'll have some more insight, but I believe tomorrow is a PDGA board of director fall summit that is also starting. And so we're excited that as that happens this week. Maybe as early as next week. The A-tier schedule will will be released tomorrow, is what Carrie Neal is saying. Um, Maybe as early as next week, too, we'll have some other conversation pieces and maybe even some PDGA representation that can talk to us regarding the board and the summit that they're having. So I, I did reach out to the PDGA just today, and I said, hey, if there's anyone you know, either a contractor or a board member or a PDGA employee that wants to step onto our show and have any projects or conversations or initiatives, uh, plans, whatever. Uh, as always, we welcome anyone that wants to join us. And they said, yeah, let's plan it out. And probably sometime in the next few weeks, we'll have somebody from the PDGA to, you know, talk all things PDGA or, or maybe a very special or, or specific initiative, whatever the case might be. But uh, just know that that's going to happen sometime soon all right what else uh uh, yeah yeah (laughs) i was just trying to recap in my mind i i just want to again say thank you to everyone uh from las vegas and the uh i'll follow it up non-golf related in any capacity and i know you haven't been there johnny but i have not been to vegas las vegas is like a shit show right now (laughs) largely almost exclusively at least because of the Formula One race taking place there oh, in, yes. in three weeks. It, it, I imagine just everything is getting prepped for that. And there's probably places you can't go. And just, It's insane. It, yeah. It's insane. Uh, they, they tore out, if, if many of you are familiar with, the, the uh, Bellagio Fountain. First of all, it's not running. So if you're there, you're not able to see it, which is a staple in visiting Las Vegas. Currently, they don't have it running. They tore out the trees that are right there in the median on the sidewalk by the fountain. Cause those are all going to be lanes. They're already uh, uh, seats. Oh, seats. They have hmm. seating all over. And I know Brody's out on the board, but they have seating all over. There's people working 24 seven. As you're walking through the strip, there's construction everywhere. Like you said, they have certain places marked off that people will and won't be able to go, obviously, at that time. But even right now, there's a ton of uh, road construction. There's all sorts of stipulations, I believe, in terms of what, like the asphalt and how it gets treated and what's available. Here's you're You're hearing it from me now after just visiting for a weekend. I don't know how in the world that place is going to look and be completely ready in less than three weeks for what they're pulling off or trying to pull off it when, if, and when it gets completed and if it looks 90% as good as they projected, I'm going to be blown away because that place just looks like a, those are people that know what they're doing and I get it. They're working 24 hours a day. There's security people just fending off other people from getting into areas. It is, 
as if Vegas needed any more chaos or craziness. It just being there this weekend and seeing it, and then and then every local you speak to, every Uber driver, absolutely infuriated and pissed off and frustrated well, yeah, about what's going be. on. And then on top of it, I think there's a threat of the the culinary union, uh, maybe culinary and hospitality or something going on strike. Yeah, and that that inv- that. Inv- Obviously includes you know restaurant, but I think it includes the housekeeping. Yes, and like fifty five thousand people. I don't know. Uh, I heard something about it. I didn't know when they were talking about the strike. So. Yeah, well, it's. I, I think the conversations are, are are happening as we speak. Uh, you want to talk about having some leverage? Yeah, exactly. When That's, you're you're about to host, you're about to host a just giant F one thing. It really Vegas has made a real effort to get into sports over the last five years with the Golden Knights. And then bringing in uh, the, the Raiders and that F one UFC obviously UFC yep. has been has been going there for years. Yep. Boxing has been going there for years, but really to get into to become a real sports town. Obviously, they've always had the gambling and whatnot, but it's 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 amazing. And now they've got their crazy their crazy dome with the, uh, <laughs> the know, sphere the sphere. Yeah. yeah, thank you, not the dome, the sphere that has the, all the advertising and whatnot. It, it's it's crazy. I can't wait to someday get out to Vegas. Yeah, it's, uh, <laughs> um, yeah, it, I, and I'm, I'm you. I don't, I don't think I'm unique in saying this. That there's, there's so many pros and cons to both. The, you know, the two major focal points being the Strip and Fremont. Lots of people are kind of one or the other. I love to dabble in both. I think they both have their, your, their unique perspectives and offerings when you're at them. But uh, certainly both of them. <laughs> I've said before, Vegas. What really changes in Vegas during Halloween? I don't know if it's a heck of a lot, but um, nonetheless, certainly a good time. And speaking of which, I saw him this weekend. He's a staple in the Vegas scene. Uh, he's a staple. He's just all around one of the, the nicest guys out there that we see. Kerry Trotter celebrating uh, a birthday today and birthday, also uh, playing host, playing in the event this weekend as well. But great to always see Kerry Trotter if you're at all a little bit of an old school golfer. You'll know who we're talking about. But Kerry is a staple um, there from a playing perspective. So very cool to see him out there. All right. Um, WT Force, uh, Wade's asking details on tour life. Um, yeah, uh, it's happening tomorrow night. Tomorrow at 830 Eastern. Well, that's when he said that I'm. I don't know if I'm. I'm going to be oh, that, on right away, but yeah, who knows? Either way, uh, tomorrow night will be action. Will be live. All right. Um, we got snow. We talked about that here in Wisconsin. Nothing like a little snow on Halloween. It, it was funny because it snowed for the morning commute, and then stopped. <laughs> yeah, and then picked back up literally for the afternoon commute. My normal thirty minute back and forth was <laughs> was about forty five. So it wasn't. Mm. It wasn't too bad. I take side roads to get to downtown from where I'm at. I take the lakefront. Um, and normally it doesn't matter the type of conditions. It's almost always a straight 30 minutes, but there was some construction, which kind of threw a little wrench into it. So there was a little backup that cost me an extra 15 minutes. So, okay. Um, is there been anything else crazy going on around, uh, uh, the Packers? I saw zero minutes and zero seconds of the game, but sounds like, I didn't miss much. No, it was a. It, it, it's bad. Okay. Um, the Packers. Can we the, blame the quarterback or others? A little bit, but ultimately we can blame others in that the quarterback doesn't have a lot of time to throw. Mm. His wide receivers and tight ends are young. They're dropping balls. Um, there was there was like three specific 
passes that would have probably gone for first downs that the, the players just couldn't hold on to the ball. Literally hit him in one hit him in the hand. I think one hit him in the face mask and the other one, like he kind of had it, but then the, the defender like just barely even made an effort and took it away from him. It's, mm. it's a young team. The Packers are not. Um, I went into this season personally thinking if we get six to seven wins, it'll be a successful season for us. I didn't expect playoffs. I don't know if we'll even get there. They are trading. They trade away. They traded away today the, at the end of the trade deadline. Uh, Razul Douglas for a third round pick to Buffalo, who is Buffalo is a win now kind of team, which makes a lot of sense. The Packers are a win in the next two to three years kind of team. We're stocking up on draft picks and we're looking to, you know, we're going to, we're already, the, I think maybe the youngest team in the league and we're only probably going to get younger. So it's going to be difficult. I don't know if uh, it's tough to say if, Jordan Love is going to be a good quarterback when, you know, his his prime running back has been injured all season in in Aaron Jones. His main wide receiver in Christian Watson hasn't been healthy all season. He's playing with a half a deck of cards. It's just it's really it's really tough to evaluate a guy on on you know he's he's not Aaron Rodgers. Aaron Rodgers could still <laughs> could take this team and still get to probably nine wins without without a problem. He's not Aaron Rodgers. And okay. we'll see. I mean, uh, I, I got to give the guy at least, you know, two to three years and hopefully at least try to get something behind him. But, uh, Johnny, have you seen Victor Wambenya? Wambenya? I don't know how to pronounce that. I know who you're talking about from the Spurs yet. Uh, I keep asking. I'll keep asking until you say you've seen him. I have seen him. He's a giant. I saw him before, even before the draft because there was a lot of talk about him. I'm not some any, any sort of crazy scout or anything. I don't pay much attention to to the NBA other than the Bucks, but I have seen him. He he is a a a giant beast of a man, and not even I mean beast as in just height. And he's young. He'll probably still fill out. He's going to be very scary when he fills out in five years, like like Giannis. Giannis was a beanpole coming into the league, and now he's <laughs> he's a very manly man. That that Giannis so. He is, uh, he's going to be something special, it seems like. So, yeah, he's from France. He is, is he seven, seven one, something like that, I think in height. Just, uh, he he looks like a, in all tense of verses, he looks like a freak. Just so long. He's got like, a, I think they said an eight foot wingspan. <laughs> and that he can he can easily guard, you know, ten feet when he puts his hands out and just they showed someone shooting a three and him jumping up and he got the, he was like six feet away from the dude and still blocking it. It, (laughs) He is, he's, he's, he's a, he's a broken human. He's a broken individual. Um, I pronounced when, when Ben Yama, when Ben Yama, thank you. I'll have a problem with that. Um, but uh, yeah, he's, he's crazy. I, I look forward to seeing him play at some point. Uh, maybe if he comes to, uh, comes to Milwaukee, we'll get a chance to see him play for the. Wait a minute, how does our Australian uh, counterpart uh, Kinga know how to pronounce that? Way to be on it, Kinga. We love you. Uh, real quick, I wanted to talk about uh, for just go for a sec in that the NADGT championships taking place this weekend. We talked about that. A little uh, bit. I know we did, but uh, a few numbers to add to it. 
996 competitors in total down there this weekend. And I saw a post from Patrick Brown today, and obviously, and I think Ricky Wysocki. Clearly, there's a lot of representation there from our, you know, our top pros sort and other companies. MA1 by rating. I did. Oh, who's the top rated? Elijah Cleary rated 998. I, I think maybe the more interesting number to me is the 189,237 as a PDJ number, which is uh, mind-numbing to well, me. Well, I just think that we in the past, we've seen some really good competitors come out of NADG, NADGT. NADGT yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, Kyle Klein, yeah, Silas yeah. Schultz, mm-hmm, uh, mm-hmm. Mike Groth, right? Yeah, yep, and... Like, and- yeah, a lot of those guys. Yeah, like all of which are names. I mean, Mike Groth is probably the least known name on the tour right now. Um, he, he he's playing, but he's he's not really in contention yeah. at this point. Chris, Chris yep. Kesselhoff, yeah, Chris Kesselhoff, yep, yep. Yep. younger kids. But those are guys that you know. If if you want to see what the future of our sport looks like, you know, watch Certainly. watch this weekend. Watch yeah. watch these guys because you're, you're you're going to be seeing them pop up on the tour. Yeah, and uh, yeah, nine ninety eight top rated competitor uh, Lucas Carmichael nine ninety four, uh, Corbin Milcheski nine ninety two, and Caleb Nash at nine eighty three. Caleb Nash with a PDGA number of four two six seven nine. So that's got to be one of the lower PDGA numbers. Yeah. Uh, yes, he has the lowest PDGA number. Do you know uh, who that is? I feel like I've met Caleb. Uh, is he a younger guy that like got signed up by his parents? Is he he's or is he play, older? He's, he's got uh, PDG numbers since 2017, and if you click on that, maybe we'll see when he first came into the PDG. Yeah, he but, was playing junior one boy, so he was under 19 okay. in 2017. So uh, yeah, the math would uh, tell you that. that. Sounds about right. Then yeah. So. Anyway, uh, seeing that is pretty incredible to see 212 of those competitors. And then when you're looking at FA1, the other highest uh, division, so to speak, there, uh, Allison, whoop, I apologize. Let me sort by rating. Yeah, Allison Latch uh, rated 875. Rebecca Minnick rated 871. Kai Klein at 866. And uh, Ashton Weberly. Uh, listed at also at 866. So those are your top four competitors, and I won't go through all the divisions. But, uh, yeah, so those are, you know, clearly you got to be thinking, like you just said, you look at an AM Worlds, you look at an AM Nationals, those are often, you know, winners there and top performers there are clearly right on the cusp of becoming your, well, next generation or your next amateur title. Uh, You know, champions are also the, you know, in the training grounds for the, elite level professional side. So good luck to all of them. Um, Good luck to everyone. Part of running the event, uh, a a 996 person event uh, in in that of itself is is borderline insane. So to the Kyles and Dave and everyone else involved and everyone in Texas, good luck. (laughs) That's, that's what I'll say there. Sounds like a, a pretty insane undertaking uh, for sure. Non-disc golf question for you, Terry. Uh Uh-oh. Have you played with or used ChatGPT at all? I I don't want to say surprisingly, but I almost surprisingly have not essentially touched it. Which feels like I should, and and I feel I mean, if you don't have a use for it, that's... no, I I feel like there could be uses for it. But one of the things that I noticed just today, I was 
driving with my daughter in the car and I had a question. Maybe you can answer this, but I had a question for Google. And then where where eventually are we going to cross the line between Google and ChatGBT kind of spitting out the same stuff? And I what I say is, I, f- I forget what it was, but it, oh, I know what it was. I said, uh, hey, hey, Google, when is the championship volleyball match for WIAA girls volleyball this weekend? That was the question I asked Google. Okay. And it spit up the WIA website, and it actually brought me to their bracket. Pretty damn close to what I was asking for. Like, where is that line between what Google can answer and then what chat... If if I would have had chat, B, G, chat GPT open, would it have given me... Not with what you have for chat GPT, because the chat GPT, unless you pay for it, is limited to, I believe, data from two years ago. Just training data. Now, they do have uh, their new version that if you pay for it, ChatGPT and ChatGPT4, um, that you can point to the internet. And there are even plugins that will just go out and search as well. But, okay. But right now, for you and me, because I don't pay for it, um, you, that is not a question in general you want. You probably would want to ask ChatGPT. That's much more of a Google question, certainly. So but when will Google that? So that still the, the, my, that still I, poses I'm, the question: like, when is when is Google going to be so smart that it can? Oh, Google! I mean, you mean when is ChatGPT going to be so smart, or when no, is, or Google? Like, I I want it was well, just I, mean, Google, I say that because it was something that was so timely and specific, mm-hmm. and I keep thinking. Why are, are we there? Are we almost there? We're almost there. Why aren't we there yet? Like, what what else is it going to take? Because I, I want to just be able to s- just literally ask anything. Yeah, in the next couple of years, I think most of you, most of it, like the voice assistants will all be run through these LL, uh, these these large language models and just be able to answer anything for you and just at least give you an approximation. I, whether you can trust the data, that's a whole other thing. Especially if they're just telling you as opposed to like bringing up a website like you were looking for. Cause if, if Google had, if you asked Google voice assistant and told you, Oh, it's April 3rd, 2023 or something, you're, you're probably just going to assume that's right. But you don't know for sure. At least with a website, you can look and, and verify like, Oh yeah, there's a real website here. It brought me the WIA website. I, I get it. I mean, I think we're a ways away from the, uh, the chat modules being up to date, I know there's there are voice plugins for ChatGPT for the paid people and this and that that it will talk to you just like Siri. Yeah, I, maybe I just need to pay for it then because maybe that I, I've will thought about paying the ten dollars a month for it, but it's ten dollars a month, it's ten dollars huh? a month. Yeah. Hmm. Is Space Force in charge of that? They're not. All right, I just got to think about who's behind it. If I trust it, and I was asking because in general I use it all the time. Like I use it for work, my nine to five. I have it a lot of times if I want to. Hey, Japan GBT, how do I make it look like I'm busy today? <laughs> You're not too far off, Terry. No, um, in in general, I use it to like write a lot of scripts for me mm-hmm. because I, I'm too lazy to like write a, a a PowerShell script. Like I want to take a script that, hey, guess what? I want I want to add a new user to my Active Directory. I want to add it to email. I want to add it to this. I want to make sure they get this. I could sit and spend an hour and a half to write a script, or I could just say, Hey, do this for me and just be a little bit more verbose, maybe two to three sentences. And it will spit out 95% of what I need. Like, Oh, I need to change this and alter this. 
the over the last week and a half, I have used it for like things that I've I've never even thought about, like programming. That like, was going to be my next like question. That, like is that is how long before you're? I'm just asking a program to write everything I want. Uh, pretty like pretty close. Sweet. Honestly, like I, I'm not a programming whiz. I don't know if no, you know this. I'm not either. <laughs> I, I'm I'm I know Windows and I know networking. I, I'm I know the basics of programming. I've I watched a couple uh over the last couple months ago. I watched this thing on how to program uh, in Laravel, which is what Skipbase is programming. Yeah, okay. and that I don't know because I've handed it off. I don't understand a lot of what it, what it does and how it does it, but I want to be able to update it. So I watched that. And I have this new idea that I want to start kind of trying to work on, maybe a new format. But the guys that I have, the guys that I'm paying over the off season already have a job. You know, they're working on a specific set of goals for Skip Base. And I kind of want to do something maybe a little different. I'm like 80% of the way to what I want as mm. far as like the programming language. So I will just literally tell it, hey, Laravel, or, or hey, ChatGPT. Write me a Laravel page that does this, this, and this. And I'm like, okay. And it gives me step-by-step, and here's how we do it. And then it, it'll give you things like, this is where you put the logic. And I'm like, okay, cool. Put the logic in there for me, and I want it to do this. And I'm like, okay, this is a good example of how you want. And it just, it takes seconds. And it's literally just a matter of ask, repeatedly asking it questions. I, I am amazed at what it can do. And I know Tim has worked with a little bit with the art stuff, which I haven't touched, Mm -hmm. but just in general, it is, it's going to, it's, it's going to break people. Yeah. It's like lawyers. I think in general, I I think a lot of maybe doctors, as far as my understanding is a lot of people now that have access to the version four are just, are able to put in all this information and get, relatively good diagnosis where they can just go to their doctor and be like, Hey, is this what's wrong with me? And people are like, Oh yeah, you're right. That's what Mm. this is. Um, a lot of people I think are worried that chat GPT or automation is going to eliminate a lot of low paying jobs. And I don't think that's the case. I think we're going to start seeing things like accountants and lawyers and I don't want to say doctors because obviously you still need surgeons and things like that. You can't, can't get rid of that. But I think you're more than likely going to see a lot of that middle management type, that middling, uh, data, data input, go, go away in, in the next ten years or so. And not that I'm saying we're gonna. Wor- I'm, I'm worried about economy because I think this is gonna end up making jobs just like every new technology exactly. practically does. But it's. I was just thinking that today as I was working on it because I don't know anything. So I've got this back end of the program that's mostly done. Now I need to work on the front end of the program, which is design and things like that. But even that, I don't know how to make that interact with the back end. So I'm just, I just ask it questions. Hey, how do I get Flutter to do this? Oh, try this. Oh yeah, that looks like exactly what I want to do. And I just copy and paste it in there. No. It's, it is really scary and crazy. And that's only the free version that I have. That's why I'm so tempted. I'm like, I want to pay for the full version and see all the extra cool crap that I can get. I want to plug it into the internet. And, and really kind of go from there. So. Yeah, I, I will follow it up there. When I open, I want to say, I don't know if it was Photoshop or Illustrator the other day in Adobe, I opened it up and it said something about, here's our new, uh, create, our, our new creative AI or gener- generative AI. And it, 
I I think I typed in uh, I think I typed in bear and frisbee maybe uh, to see what it spit out and it was kind of interesting and it gave you a couple different versions and like you said you could continue to refine, uh, refine it if you wanted um, and I I thought it was kind of funny what it was just from an artistic <laughs> perspective what it was spitting out I'm like wow well, I, I, I guess used, I have my new logo coming <laughs> I used the old uh, Mid Journey which uh, is just another image creation thing and this was. Uh, maybe a year ago and it couldn't do disc golf. Like it just doesn't understand. Like I, yeah. I, I was saying something like, Hey, give me a disc golf basket in the woods. Wow. Yeah. It doesn't understand what a disc golf basket is. No. And it would just give you the weirdest, like deformed cage kind of. Mm-hmm. And then you try to explain like, no, it's more like a, like a metal basket with, <laughs> with chains hanging down and, a, and, a, and do like a, a, a like a, a metal basket with a pole in the center. And it just, it, it's hard to describe a disc golf basket without, yeah, w- without actually showing a picture. It's kind of, it it couldn't it couldn't do anything. So, uh, Tim is saying both Illustrator and Photoshop have generated. Okay, so AI. yeah, it was one of the two that I logged into this weekend. Yeah, I I've, I haven't messed with the Photoshop one, but yeah. but it's 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 scary. And I, I keep thinking like, how is this going to at all, if anything, change disc golf or sports? And I don't know. I, I don't know if it will. I don't know what the answer is. I don't know if you're going to be able to at some point just, you know, if we're going to be able to say, hey, b- build me an app like Udisc. And it'll yeah. be able to go through and be like, oh, sure, I can. Here's, here's you know, 90 or 80% of what Udisc does or anything like that. I, I don't know. I mean, granted, Udisc does some phenomenal stuff. And I'm sure they're using AI for their programming as well. But it's uh, we're, we're, we're in for some crazy changes, Terry. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Yeah, and earlier I know I was just talking about, uh, sorry to backtrack, but I want I do want to mention the NADGT going on in Austin this weekend. If you look on uh, DGPT and their news section, it says the FA1 lead card is teeing off at 9.05 a.m. Central, and the MA1 lead card will be teeing off at 2.05 Central. So that's what you'll be able to see this weekend, and I just wanted to uh, button that all up and be able to share that with you. Let me put that in for anyone that really cares. It's also now a link in the chat at the moment. So yeah, um, it, yeah, <laughs> it will be interesting to see. And, and Dondo on the board is saying, uh, basically everybody should be, uh, finding a way to get caught up or on board or you're going to be left behind. And that, of course that's going to be, I, I think it's going to, it, 
you if you are more in tune and up to speed, clearly you're going to have a distinct advantage in jumping on things way before everyone else. Uh, basically, adopting. Uh, I agree with you if you're adopting something like that early because it's not. It's it's not, not going, going away. away. It's no. not it's not going to well, lessen. And, and just last week, I had to write a new policy for our office for something to do with email and security. And I was just like, ugh, I don't want to write this policy. And then I thought, huh, let me go to ChatGPT and I just put it like write a policy for email security. And then one other thing, it gave me like a, an eight point full page. And I was like. Well, that's really good. Chat GPT, write me and out I, of my own position and, and, at my job. And I just copy, I copy and paste it. I literally altered probably a dozen words just to make it fit a little bit more with our industry. And I gave it to our lawyer and said, there, that's pretty much what I want. Mm-hmm. And they were like, oh, cool. That's great. Good job, John. It's <laughs> like, yeah. Yeah, you're so smart. Mm. Right? No. That's not what you're saying? All right. Seth Muncy was also out on the board a little while ago. Seth, thank you again for joining us. We appreciate you uh, you hopping on. Carney said, is the PDGA 100% AI articles in art now? I, I do not believe that PDGA is the Magazine case. 100%. Yeah. Uh, I think, uh, Ray says, I think one of Tyler Brickley's last disc golf comedy joke was making the chat GPT, DGPT thing for Smashbox. Yes, he did do that. That silly goose. Uh, what should I throw on hole six is what... Tim wants to ask. Uh, yeah, maybe at some point it'll be smart enough to, uh, you know, break down distances probably. Maybe. Yeah. I mean, if, if you if you asked it like, hey, I've got about a five-mile-hour headwind, um, <laughs> it, it, it maybe at that point knows in general your discs in your bag because you've put it in there. Yeah. And at some point maybe you've even submitted video to it so it gets a general profile of you and it's like, oh, odds are you you probably <laughs> Don't want... Don't throw a forehand, you idiot. You suck at those. <laughs> yeah. What are you thinking? You, 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 you want to you throw your... your your beat destroyer here and don't throw it poorly dumbass. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> don't blame me when you miss. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Uh, I think, I, I don't know how much it was new. So to sp- it wasn't really news news as much as the, uh, I think the PDGA just in the last day or two, at least on the socials put out their, the, all of the nice calendar representation, that calendar, uh, geographic representation of the majors. I think that was also released on the PDGA, uh, you know, socials here recently. They did. Um, that was something else that I saw. Oh, okay. So now multiple people, I'm looking at someone I, who went with the Eagle slash disc. Well, I mean, it's, we, it's not really particular to Eagle. No, we've seen that in the past. Like yeah. that is not an uncommon, uh, Costume, costume to yeah, have no, to I, have the discs. I I will hand. release one tomorrow. There was a gentleman and I apologize. I don't know his name. Hopefully I can learn it. Um, in Vegas, uh, specifically, had a, a very eagle-themed costume, and uh, maybe I'll pull that from the footage and release that as a separate clip tomorrow. But uh, I, I did see some of that in Vegas. Also, I thought it was of note just yesterday uh, that over at a B-tier, because we're usually talking about B-tiers in the MA40 division, DGA presents the Odyssey Challenge at De La Viega. Did you see this? No. Oh, no, I did see this. Yeah. PDGA released this. Yeah, a 13-person... Well, the the first 13 people that had that are in this division were all separated by a single stroke uh, from you, one spot to the next. Yeah, so it went in even perfect plus one, order. plus two, plus three, plus four, plus five. 
So all the way up to plus 13. <laughs> plus 12, yep. Or a plus 12, I'm sorry. Like nobody was. There were no ties from, from 1st through 13th, and they were all one stroke apart. It, it, truly incredible. Wow. Like... <laughs> and and their post was you know when you see it and I, I, for whatever reason I like I caught it took it. me one second yeah. I was like holy cow like every person mm-hmm. is separated by a single stroke all the way down to thirteenth it was pretty cool uh, weekly plug cold turkey is now probably close to two thirds if not three quarters of the way full uh, that's the C tier that I host right after Thanksgiving. 72 spots on Saturday, uh, 72 spots on Sunday for all the other divisions. And then if you can't or don't want to play two rounds in either of those single days, you could play in the flex start that's exclusively offered on Saturday, where it's just two rounds of nine on the very short and very easy uh, Red Fox course. So you normally play Gray Fox, classic pins, two rounds of 18. That's for the regular event. If you don't want to play in those Saturday or Sunday or you get shut out or, or whatever, don't have the time, then you could be playing in uh, the flex start. So just wanted to throw that out there. And real quick, 50, so only 19 spots available for Sunday remain. And on Saturday, I think it's even less than that. There are uh, 14 spots available. Okay. So get signed up. If you want to come play in a tournament that I'm offering at the end of the month. Let's give something away, Terry Miller. Yes, let's give it away. Give it away, give it away, give it away now. Yes, a little blood sugar sex magic. Yes. Uh, Patreon.com slash Smashbox TV. You can be eligible for our weekly giveaway. Um, we have 135 people eligible for our giveaway this week. Again, you, all you have to do is give as little as a dollar a month. I just ordered another... Um, Mini, a Dimax Mini, so I'm going to have to update our picture. Nice. So thank you to our $5 patron for doing that. He signed up earlier this year, and it finally finally got around to doing it. Um, I, I was literally waiting for somebody else to do it, and then uh, they lowered their tier, so then they weren't a $5 patron before. Like It was just a big mess, and so I ended up putting it off, and then I just put it off even longer. So completely my Sorry. fault. But but yes, so patreon.com slash smashboxTV, sign up, and you can be eligible or you can go to smashbox.tv slash weekly giveaways every week and have to sign up for that. Like a, uh, like a pleb. Yeah, you can do that. That's, that's, All right. That's the lame way to do it. Let's do it. Uh, this weekend, my big win on the horses while playing Sigma Derby mm-hmm. was on the horse uh the one three combo there's five horses you select a button which two will finish in the top two spots and i always go for the biggest odds you're you're betting a quarter so i always go for the biggest odds and my the biggest odds that hit for me at any point in playing that game were on the one three horses so naturally we have to go with two as our number we're gonna split Split the difference difference. all right terry two is our number they are sorted by first name sigma derby at the d uh, our this first is number is 48. Our second number is 79. So 79. 79. 79. So I just have to scroll up a little bit and sort it. Oh, no, I didn't sort it by first name. I'm sorry. It is not sorted. Um, so it's, uh, so it's, it's all gonna, out of sorts. It's all out you of would sorts. Say. <laughs> yeah. So 79 is Kurt Bimler. Congratulations, Kurt, Kurt Bimler. 
I love it. I think I've heard, I think we've mentioned his name before, no, but it's, it's been a so long it's been, time. It's been a while. I do recognize the address, though. <laughs> That's so, creepy. I do. No, <laughs> that is creepy, Terry Kurt, Miller. I'm outside your house. <laughs> Look out your window. I'll give you a disc. <laughs> Trick or treat. You say Kurt. I say Kurt and Rods. I'm right outside your window. Okay. Uh, uh, yes, Kurt. It's been a while, but I do uh, recognize this, this city and state. So, um, yeah. Sweet. Kurt, coming your way. I like it. Uh, I have a uh, very, yeah, I've, I've got a special disc to send your way, and I'm happy to do oh, that's so. That's awesome. Congratulations, Kurt. Thanks for being a Patreon supporter for quite a long time, actually. Oh, speaking of supporters, this weekend, a big supporter, a big supporter uh, rolled out of the Facebooks. One of my favorites out of Madison, Ron Witt, a real brainiac. <laughs> is this just the time when terry just takes the dunks on people uh i might uh no it the only reason uh how this further came about is the pro tour took it upon themselves to post a little uh throwback clip of me did you see oh, that i did see that from uh from is that from, from disc tv fr- yeah from disc tv from Back sandy point 2002 uh, 2002 Ooh. to which is always funny and i and i'm uh, clearly i'm not offended by it but it's always funny when people are like what he played he played or plays disc golf yes i i do or have uh some decades were much better than others but yes the so 20, 2002, which would have made me, uh, what, like 24? Holy cow. I guess that was that was a little while ago, but uh, <laughs> or so. Yeah. Um, but yes, there was a clip of me making a putt as they were uh, cutting from one segment into another. Uh, I believe that actual full episode uh, covered USDGC and probably at some point covered the Sandy Point Team Invitational. And so there was a B-roll clip of me making a... Uh, probably a circle's edge putt. Sure. And uh, a lot of the comments within there I, I was amused by, by people, some people who do know me or know my, you know, knew my game, had very polite things to say. Ron Witt, uh, a complete just D-bag of the largest proportions, decided to chime in and uh, didn't go well for him. And then, um, which is fine, he went on to say some mean, nasty uh, things and then uh, I I made a post that kind of rebutted uh, him apologizing to me a couple years ago for being a dickhead. He said I just wanted to say, hey, I'm a, I'm a super big d bag, and I apologize for being that to you all these years. I was wrong. And then he came out, and then three years later <laughs> comes back. Maybe he's... he forgot he apologized. <laughs> well, I posted I posted the <laughs> apology for all to see. He forgot that I saved my receipts, as the kids right. would say. Yeah, you do. Um, and it was it was kind of a funny interaction, but I do appreciate all the kind words and the funny things people posted when they see that I was playing disc golf back in well in any year, let alone two thousand two. Well, at two thousand two, you were already a veteran. <laughs> Yeah, uh, I was I was six. Yeah, six, seven. Oh, no, no. Yeah, I was going to say that was that was already my seventh worlds by that time. And yeah, yeah, I'd been playing for uh, eight or nine years. So Mm. anyway, uh, it was pretty, uh, pretty funny to see. Uh oh, Josh McDaniel just got fired. I don't he know who did that from is. the Raiders. He's the head coach from the Raiders. <laughs> Brody's wife is now the coach. Yeah. That, well, I mean, that, she would do probably just as good of a job as Josh McDaniels <laughs> was doing. I take it he's not good. The Raiders are a mess like the Packers. The difference okay. between the Raiders and the Packers, the the we, Packers are a young team that And we have cheerleaders from the local high school. We do. No, local college. 
Oh yeah, Saint Norbert. That sounds right. It's, yeah. from, it's from Saint Thank Norbert. Thank God. Yeah, local high school. That'd be. I, I know it's a little up north, but a little creepy. <laughs> um, and the Raiders were much are a much more established team. They were kind of hoping that you know with a they have a really good running back. They had you know uh, Devonta Adams went there. They pulled in um, Jimmy G as their quarterback from the 49ers. They had kind of like an established team that they were thinking was a playoff contender, and they've just sucked. Hmm. Just sucked. And granted, Jimmy G got hurt a little bit, but he's coming back. They've just been a bad team. So it's like different expectations when you're when you're a when you expect to be a decent team and you turn out you suck versus the Packers, which everyone knew kind of was this year was more of a building year. Um and you suck. Yeah, that's uh that that's a problem. And I think it's the second time now Josh Josh uh Josh McDaniel was fired from a team. I think he got fired from the Broncos a couple years ago. Hmm. And then he went he went back to the Patriots. So that's not, not good. It's not working out well for him. Okay. Um, I'll uh, try not to. Yeah. All right. Do we have anything else we need to cover? Let me check the boards. Uh, Pete Uliberry, real quick, uh, put out some coverage. Uh, I did not get a chance to watch it, but I know that he actually, like, I think filmed, probably commentated, and did some other things, some uh, of his own coverage on a card. Fantastic. Uh, which is pretty cool. So uh, big shout out to Pete. Uh, many of you have referenced how much you enjoy Pete on commentary. He's done so with me very graciously, and uh, so pretty cool. This and he's also a phenomenal drone flyer. So it's pretty cool to see that now he's uh, taken another step and putting in some uh, shot by shot coverage of his own. Oh, Crosby is a beast! Defensive end, Crosby, Stills, and Nash, and Young. Yeah. Or something like that. All right. I think we can call it. Uh, we appreciate all of you guys for joining us tonight. We, of course, appreciate our headliner, our special guest in Disc Golf Strong and the Pro Tour's own Seth Muncie. So thank you so much for joining us, Seth. I uh, hope you guys had a good Halloween. Happy birthday. Merry Christmas. And uh, happy anniversary to all those out there celebrating. For Johnny V, I'm the Disc Golf Guy. That's 478's after show. We'll see you next week with some big news. We'll see you then when you step inside the Smashbox. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. If you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. Use the Stamps.com mobile app to mail everything you need to keep your business running with up to 89% off USPS and UPS. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Use code PROGRAM for a special offer. That's Stamps.com, code PROGRAM.